Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yo, yo, yo. It's the Shepherd Ambella Show. How is everyone doing? Thursday, May 25th. And I got a special guest with us right here on the show today. An old friend of mine. Endgame World War Three. You can find him on Twitter at Endgame WW3. And it's a pleasure to have him on the show. Kevin Mooring's also joining us on the broadcast. Um, F Town is a veteran. He's a naval veteran. Um, served our country, which I appreciate that. Endgame um, for your service. And we met up a long time ago. I guess it's been like 12, 13 years ago now on blog TV. We were doing these blog TV shows. Uh, Endgame was getting his information out. He focuses a lot on the Middle East, on events that are leading us into war, leading us down the path of war. And he's very good at what he does. So, um, and that's an area that I don't cover a lot. Um, you know, especially like in the Middle East uh, area. And I've been covering like these local shootings, the Las Vegas shooting and stuff. So this is awesome to have Endgame on the show. What's up, my man? How have you been? Hey, I've been pretty good, Chef. How you doing, man? Good, man. Just hanging in there. I'm down in Mexico, enjoying the weather right now. It's getting real warm down here. We're, uh, you know, eating good Mexican food and all that so the u.s was just getting wild and you know as a journalist what i was doing they seemed to have been targeting me they just kept draining me and targeting me and so i thought it would be interesting if i crossed over into mexico and took a couple provisions if the targeting would stop and believe it or not it all went down to almost nothing so I find that odd and I researched all this targeting and they use these private companies, the CIA hires private companies. And basically they tell people that work for these, uh, you know, these targeting officers that work for the CIA and stuff and the private companies, they tell them, look, these people that you're going to be targeting, you know, they might be a threat to our nation or pose a threat. It's just like the uh, um, Oath Keepers recently with the Stuart Rose. Here's uh, in-game WW3, his Twitter. And y'all can go here and uh, follow him. He's got a Ko-Fi link right here. So check that out. But I want to pull this up. I'm sure you've heard about this in-game because the Oath Keepers founder has been sentenced to 18 years in the January 6th seditious conspiracy case, they're calling it. And apparently, you know, you can't be an Oath Keeper. You can't uphold the Constitution where the federal government is becoming tyrannical. You can't step in. You can't do a peaceful protest. Did you see this uh, news endgame in 
what do you think about this? I mean, it looks like we're headed down a, a, a crazy road here real quick in America. Yeah, I mean, that's interesting. I don't know a whole lot. I've seen that, you know, a little bit of that. I didn't never really read the stories on uh, Stuart Rhodes. You know, I've heard of this, you know, I've heard of him since I knew you back in 2000, right. 2008 or so. And then, you know, again, I, and, and I know, you know, you know, Show Me Baby on YouTube knew him really well. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know what to say. You know, that whole January 6th stuff, I, I just, uh, you know, I don't know what to think. You know, it's. Yeah, I, I think it was kind of like a setup, you know, or something. But um, also, there was probably some diehard, you know, people in there and whatnot. Um, but, uh, yeah, fascinating. I thought I'd pull that up just cause that came up on drudge today, but there's all this news, you know, like the Hill is reporting and I don't know how to disseminate this stuff in game. Cause like, I'm, I'm looking at this and it's like, okay, the Hill, like, well, I don't really trust the Hill. It's like, is Iran unlocking the gates to Armageddon? And you know, they, they're like nearly a year ago. I warned in these pages that Israel and Iran were rapidly reaching an infection point over Tehran's intent to weaponize its nuclear program. So they're getting into like the nuclear program, the nuclear aspect of Iran, and they're saying uh, Iran could be, you know, achieving this. What do you think about this type of news right here and, and uh, you know, what's going on with this Iran? Well, actually, you know, me and this this author here, Mark Toth, he follows me on Twitter. Me and him have talked, you know, off and on through the comments. He comments on some of my tweets, and I answer back to him. He seems like a decent guy. You know, uh, you know, I think there is some serious business coming with Iran. I mean, you know, Iran just, you know, showed off their new ballistic missile that can you know, hit Israel. You know, then U.S. came out today and called that new missile a serious threat to our troops in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Iran, you know, they're up to 60 percent uh, enriched uranium. That's how much that they're that they're that they're storing, uh, you know, 90 percent for weapons. Great. Now, it was a couple months ago, the IAEA inspectors, International Atomic Energy Agency, uh, did an inspection of Iran's facilities and found some 80 was it 86.4 percent enriched uranium particles. Uh, you know that that definitely set off some uh, you know some alarms in the West when, when when the IAEA inspectors found that. Now they don't believe that Iran is stockpiling eighty six percent. They believe that Iran is stockpiling sixty percent. But they, you know they they had some questions for Iran about this eighty six percent. And mm -hmm. Iran, well, maybe it could have just happened when we switched over. Uh, uh, I can't think of the word when they switched over their. Uh, you know, they're, they're uranium processors. I can't think of the exact name, but uh, they said, you know, it was probably an accident. And, and the IEA kind of let that go. But before that, uh, Iran uh, shut off, I think, 27 IAEA cameras, uh, surveillance cameras that Iran agreed in the, you know, in the JCPOA that doesn't exist anymore, uh, agreed, uh, you know, to leave these cameras on and they turned them off. And they were some of the most, uh, these surveillance cameras looked at some of the most of their sensitive sites. And now the IAEA hasn't had any real eyes 
at these sensitive sites and so so they've basically like breached their contracts because then they have have like a deal they had to uphold or something like that and that's what you're talking about like yeah. they had to have these cameras yeah the jcpoa that obama and, and john Kerry came up with that the eu signed on and russia and china and and when, and when trump pulled us out of it when he was president uh, you know, the EU stayed in it and China and Russia stayed in it, but then that slowly degraded and the EU's pretty much out of it now and it's no longer existent. And uh, and so, you know, Biden's been trying to get a, a new JCPOA and Iran just don't trust us. They're like, how do we know that we're not going to sign another deal and then, uh, you know, someone else becomes president in 2024 and pulls America out of it again? Right. You know, Iran doesn't trust us, and, and and believe me, the Iranian regime, I have no love for them at all, but I understand what they're saying, what, what's saying not trusting America. Right, yeah. You know, I, I'm glad Trump pulled out of it. It was, a, it was a crappy deal, and we were sending them a lot of money for nothing, mm -hmm. and, and, and so I think it's a good deal, but at the same time, and it's, it's like I've said in all my spaces shows that I have, uh, you know, when Obama and John Kerry and the EU and them came up with this agreement, you know, we said that if this agreement is not signed, it will lead to war. Or if this agreement is signed and it collapses, it will lead to war. Mm -hmm. and, so, and, and, and so it's inevitable that it's coming. When, who, who exactly knows? You know, uh, you know, Israel and Iran's been going at it back and forth for a very long time. And a lot of people, you know, some people don't believe that Israel has the strength to do this. I think, I think they're totally wrong. You know, Israel... It, it will come to the point where Israel will have to strike those, you know, at least try to strike these nuclear facilities. Some of them are built into mountains that, you know, there's a new one that Iran's building that's built so far underground that we do not believe that any of our bunker busters can do anything to it. But, oh, wow. We, but we can close the tunnels. We can bomb the tunnels and we can suffocate those people inside of it because they'll have no way out. Eventually, you know, uh, the air is going to run out and everything else. But yeah, that. Iran's become, you know, smart that way throughout the years. They've been building all their high-level facilities deep underground, you know, for, to, to keep away from any kind of missile attacks. But, you know, I, I think America and, and Israel, you know, could could do it. But but the deal is this: is you know, if Israel goes, this is why this war hasn't happened yet. And I get comments on tweets all the time saying, oh, this is never going to happen. Well, we should hope it never does happen because it's going to blow up the whole Middle East. I mean, all of it and probably mm -hmm. even more. Because Israel, as soon as the first missile hits an Iranian nuclear facility, there's going to be about a three to four front attack on Israel. There's going to be an attack from, from, from uh, Lebanese Hezbollah over in uh -huh. southern Lebanon. They've got okay. about 150,000 rockets and missiles pointed at Israel right now, and they're no joke. You know, wow. They're no joke. I mean, even our ex-defense uh, uh, minister, Robert Gates, came out and said, you know, when he was in office still, uh, that, that Hezbollah has more rockets and missiles than some modern armies. Uh, wow. Wow, know, I didn't know that. Yeah. And they got them all, they're pretty much directed at Israel. That's their prime uh enemy pretty much and, and and hezbollah gets the majority of them from iran because they're a they're a proxy group for iran and okay and, 
And and so, you know, there's been word in Israel that, that there may be some problems here real soon between Hezbollah and Israel because Iran wants to tie Israel up with Hezbollah so 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 Israel or can't launch an attack on Iran if they're busy fighting Hezbollah. Mm-hmm. You know, Hezbollah is a formidable force. I mean, if anybody's done any research into these guys, they're not an apps, they're not a joke. And and some people would like to think they are, but they're not. Uh, you know, Israel has fought them, I think, two or three other times. The last time they fought them was in 2006, when like a, I think it was a 30 something day war. Uh, you know, there was a hundred and something thousand, or a hundred, a hundred and like 500 and something, uh, you know, 1500 people killed, something like that, mainly civilians and stuff. Uh, you know, uh, Lebanon took some extreme damage and, and, you know, it took them a little, many years to recover from it. You know, this time around, Israel told uh, uh, told Lebanon and Hezbollah, I said, listen, if we go to war again, we will consider every target in Lebanon to be a, a target. We will consider every building, every mosque, every school, every hospital. They said, we will level the place this time around. There won't be a building standing when we're done. Wow. You know, so Israel's not messing around this time. And, 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 and so... You know, but like I said, there, there's some word that Hezbollah, you know, uh, may try to do something here in the very near future to, to, you know, mm-hmm. to get Israel involved in a war so they don't have time to go after Iran. Oh, okay. Right. That makes sense. Now, you know, they're saying this Iran has a new ballistic missile, and they're saying that it unveiled their missile uh, here on Thursday. And it can strike targets within 2,000 kilometers, which is 1,240 miles. And, um, you know, I guess it carries a uh, 15 kilogram or 3,300 pound warhead, according to the the Associated Press out of Tehran. So I guess that's like a medium range missile or something like that. Uh, I believe. Short. Yeah, something like that. It, it, you know. Uh, like I said, this new one can hit Israel, and, and and it can hit any of our troops anywhere in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. I believe Iran already had the missiles to do it, but this just adds to yeah. their arsenal. Yeah, and also, you know, it makes you wonder, um, how much of the news do you think, you know, obviously they got to have propaganda, so you're you're getting a lot of information out of the Middle East. You're not just listening to the American press and you're translating a lot of this stuff on your Twitter at Endgame WW3. Everyone, please follow Endgame. Um, what, you know, do you think that gives you an edge um, deciphering the news out of the Middle East or is it still hard to, um, I mean, I know you know after all these years, like what are your sources and you've got this down, but um, is it is it hard to, is there like a lot of propaganda coming out of the, the Mideast as well? Well, I mean, it, it doesn't seem so bad. I mean, everything saying about Iran is, is true. And, and, you know, I talk to a lot of people, you know, through direct messaging on Twitter that, that live in Israel, Tel Aviv, over in uh, Elot, um, toward Jerusalem. I talk to some people. And I, and I also talk to, to people on the, I, I talk to, you know, Syrians, I, I've talked to some Iranians, uh, I've talked to them all, you know, and no one wants a war, you know, no regular citizen of these countries want a war, because it's going to be devastating, 
it, it's it's the governments, it, it's the military industrial complexes. You know, they want the war. I mean, you know, Israel saying, you know, you know, well, Iran's always threatened, you know, threatening to you know, destroy us if they get a nuclear weapon, which Iran does spout that off. If they do get a nuclear, they so they're going to destroy Tel Aviv and, and the Daimona nuclear facility. And, you know, so I understand Israel's point there, you know, and, uh, you know, but Israel's, you know, they're sitting on I don't know how many nuclear weapons that they've never had to declare. Everybody knows they have them. They just haven't ever had to declare them because the U.S. gives them cover if they win. Now, what's the thing with um, Israel getting privileges like that? Is that because it's like a Rothschild-controlled territory that it's kind of like a proxy for the globalists? Or like how, like how, how can you describe how that works? Can you tell me more about that? Well, you know, I don't know. You know, I know the U.S. and Israel have a real tight relationship. I mean, it, it, it depends on who the president is for, the, for four years. Like, you know, when Trump was president, he right. was one of the most pro-Israel presidents we ever had. Because Kushner was uh, around and stuff, too, right? Yeah, so. he, you know, yeah, he's Jewish and everything, you know, but, but Trump was one of the most pro. And then Biden came in and Biden actually has some issues with Bibi Netanyahu. He doesn't like exactly how Bibi handles the Palestinian issue. He thinks Bibi goes a little hard-handed with, with the Pal- and I agree with that. And that's one mm-hmm. thing I do agree with Biden's view on how Israel treats the Palestinians. I mean, right. Israel does go a little heavy-handed by that's, you know, I, you know, me personally. Yeah. It's like a little, it's almost like, um, I mean, that's like equivalent to like, I don't know, slave trading or something like, you know, it's like, um, they really like, pound them right like or hammer them just slander and hammer them the whole time um what what's that all about like why are the why why is there such a feud is it all over the territory um do you think there's like ancient religious relics or technology you know like hitler was trying to rove around um i I mean, what do you think this is all about? Well, you know, the the issue of the Israeli and Palestinians go way back, man, before Israel was a country. And, and you know, uh, the, the Palestinians claimed that Israel stole their land, kind of like the Native Americans, you know, uh, complained over here that we came in and stole their land, you know. And mm-hmm. most likely Israel did steal their land. But then again, whose land is whose? Land has been stolen from each other up until today. You know, America stole land in Syria. We control one of the biggest oil facilities in Syria that we took from ISIS. Right. It's nothing new for countries to fight over land that, that you know, that's theirs or not theirs. It still happens. I mean, and it's never going to change. But the, the Palestinians claimed the Israelis stole their land. And, you know, Israel's expanding. They, you know, they're getting bigger and bigger. And so as they get bigger, they take, you know, what, they, what the Palestinians claim is more Palestinian land and build settlements on it and, and, and allow Israeli settlers to move in. And, and, and so, you know, I, I, can, I can, like I said, I, I support Israel to an extent, but I don't, I've never agree completely with with the palestinian issue and again there's no way to go back in time to see who's right and wrong because this has been going on for so long there's just no way to do it man and 
But I've seen some of the videos come out when Israel raids a, a Palestinian village and, and people end up shot and killed. Now, Israel claims these people that they kill over, over in the West Bank and stuff are, are terrorists, that they had weapons and everything else. And some of them are. I'll give Israel that. But, you know, when you hear about an eight-year-old boy getting shot or a 12-year-old girl, you're not telling me they're terrorists, you know? Yeah. We got in-game WW3, at in-game WW3 on Twitter. Everyone follow him. He's a U.S. Navy veteran. He covers global conflict, uh, international news, geopolitical, uh, the whole gambit. What do you think about this uh, hypersonic missiles that Russia's got? Because uh, they're saying these things can, they're nuclear, they can, they can fly forever. And, you know, they can also deliver like a EMP type blast. Um, some of their, these Russian fighter jet technology is pretty insane. Uh, I was looking at some of these things zip around the sky. That Russia looks like a pretty formidable opponent. Do you think they actually pose a threat, say, to the U.S. or, um, you know, and also uh, the Ukraine situation? we can get into as well in game ww3 is our guest uh what's your take on uh let's get in the rush a little bit and their hypersonic missiles and i mean they're saying this is scaring military strategists um but then again like why don't we have these and and do we do we have way better weapons you know why aren't we scared i mean it's saying the strategists are scared but are they really you know, uh, when it comes to the Russian, their hypersonic missiles, you know, they claim that the Kinzhal missile was supposed to be a great hypersonic, and we shot it down in Ukraine the other day with a Patriot battery. And, and, and so it's hard to say when it comes to Russia and their claim on their military equipment. I mean, I, mm -hmm. it's just hard to, to verify. I mean, I, I'm sure they've got some decent hypersonics, you know. It, it wouldn't surprise me. But uh, yeah. Again, after they after they claimed that their Kinzhal was so big and bad, and then we shot it down over there with the Patriot missile, <laughs> like it like it was nothing. Yeah, now the Patriot battery took a little bit of damage, but as they say, it's already back in service. But uh, you know, they claimed that we shot it down. So, I mean, and now you know, do all these Kinzhals get shot down? The Russian launches on Ukraine? No, because uh, you know, there's only like three Patriot missile batteries, I think, systems over in Ukraine. And I think one is from America and one's from Germany or two are from Germany, something like that. But, uh, you know, so some of these Kinzals get through because they just don't have enough, you know, air defense that, you know, that, that can do this and take them, take them down. And so, right. but when it comes to these other hypersonics, I, it's hard to say. It's, it, it's really hard to say, man. And we do have them. Some people want to claim, oh, you know, we don't have them. Yeah, we have them. You know, we gave up on, on one model we were trying to perfect a, a couple months ago. We, we did like three different test launches of it, and they said it failed every time. But then oh, again, wow. America isn't one to show its guards, you know. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. You know, we're mm -hmm. not going to come out and say, oh, they all, we got a million of them. We're going to say, oh, they didn't work. We're a failure, you know. And then when war hits, all of a sudden we're flying these things all over the place, you know. Yeah. But, uh, you know, just uh, our, I think our Army uh, has some of them. Uh, Navy, uh, I think, may have a few. But, you know, not all of our military branches have these hypersonics, but uh, I think the Army does for sure. And what kind, I couldn't yeah. tell you. 
I don't know exactly what kind because we have different uh, types that, that, that we have been using and that we have been experimenting with. Yeah, man. Um, you know. Hey, the, man, uh, why, uh, uh, why hasn't Russia used none of these badass weapons against Ukraine if they have all these badass weapons? Well, that's, you know, again, you know, it's it's hard to say. They make a lot of claims, you know. Again, uh, you know, that, that it's anybody's guess. The, the people claim, you know, Russia claims they have all these weapons, but so far, you know, I, I don't see a lot of progress with them, you know. They took Bakhmut the other day, but that was like, I don't know how many, six months fighting for it. Now, it's you know, they used, uh, you know, their mercenaries to do that. It's hard mm. to you know, uh, I know that that the Russia just transferred, uh, you know, uh, started transferring tactical nuclear weapons to Belarus today. So, oh wow! Um, now these Russians, like you were saying, like we don't necessarily know, um, you know, or anything. But like, what do you think of the Ukraine situation? The Ukraine president, he was. You know, we've talked about it on this show. The dude uh, is an actual actor on this series to where he was a president. And uh, basically, he, uh, you know, he, I guess he played in, in, in this TV series over in the Ukraine and, and in there he was president. So he kind of played his part. And I guess you could say that's kind of like a Ronald Reagan. And then they like put him into place like almost like a puppet, you know, like he's got the neuro-linguistic programming down. He he appears like the president. Um, have you heard about that in game? And, and if so, do you think that ties in in any way to that conflict? Um, and do you, you know, like on the world stage in any way? Uh, you're t- uh, who are you talking about, Zelensky or? Yeah, he's in, if you look into it, I don't, I don't know if, uh, you know, so it's not like widely uh, published, but I could pull it up. Uh, but basically, he's he's an actor who played the president in. Um, I don't know; it'd be equivalent to like um, the West Wing, and that guy that plays the president in the West Wing. You know, but it was like a West Wing of the Ukraine. It's hard to say. I mean, I, under, I know a little bit about Zelensky's past with him being an actor and entertainer and all that, but, I t- you know, it's like I say on my shows, I support Ukraine. and uh, uh, But at, at the same time, I think Zelensky's a puppet for Western nations. He has to be because we're the ones giving him the money, the weapons, the training. And, and so, I mean, he, he's taking orders from not just America, but from European partners, too. And, and he's doing what he's told to do. And, and so anything that Ukraine does, uh, you can believe the West told them to do it. You know? Check this out, uh, Endgame. It says he uh, played this fictional school teacher unexpectedly elected as the Ukrainian president in this series called Servant of the People. Uh, and uh, this, so this series, you can, like, people can check it out. And, um, you yeah, know, he's an actor. Like, he's an yeah, actor, so, right? so like, you know, do they, does someone like that just win because, you know, he played a good president and, you know, or do they insert this guy, you know, and then I got to wonder because we were talking about. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The old military equipment, you know, are they just going around burning up old military equipment and causing some of these conflicts like a proxy war and it's more like a training mixed with a war um do you have any comments on anything like that in game or have you um had any theories on anything like that taking place where they basically like theater of war out a conflict and there might be some skirmishes here and there but a lot of it's kind of uh to get some old equipment get rid of it and bring in the new. I mean, I've heard of that where we're giving Ukraine, you know, equipment that we were getting ready to get rid of. I mean, you know, for example, the HIMARS system that's doing you know, pretty well over in Ukraine, that was on its way out. I think the army was getting ready to almost get rid of it. And then, you know, this war in Ukraine broke out. And we sent the HIMARS there. And now it's one of the most sought after American weapons there is, you know. So, you know, whoever, you know, whoever makes that, I don't know if it's Raytheon or Boeing or whoever, they're cleaning up on the high Mars now. Mm-hmm. Well, it came out the other day that NATO said that Ukraine joining NATO won't happen during the Ukraine-Russian war. Yeah, that's correct. That's correct. Look at these decoys in game. They bought some of these. They use them. They can decoy up. I guess Hitler and them were doing this, um, but they can just blow these tanks and planes up yeah, from I've a distance. It. You know, it can trick people. Yeah, those decoys are pretty crazy, man, the way they do that. Fuck yeah, that's weird, huh? Uh, I mean, it's, you know, I guess it's kind of like that. Then, then they were running the stories that Russia was wasting all their missiles on uh, cardboard cutouts of tanks and you know like oh they're depleting Russia's arms but we if you believe in nuclear weapons they got a bunch they could have ended this a long time ago why are they wasting everything it's it's hard to say like I said you know it was announced today that Putin started moving tactical nuclear weapons to Belarus now you know this just kind of makes nerve uh, Poland nervous I mean Poland's already facing nukes over because Kalingrad's over on its border over there too I believe to the northeast mm-hmm. and they've already got nukes there Russia does and now they now that they're moving nukes into Belarus that's going to kind of box Poland in with nuclear weapons from Russia and Belarus man and these ones that they're moving into Belarus uh, they're still going to be under the control Control of Russia, even though they're going to be in a different country. You know, Belarus is pretty much a satellite nation of Russia anyway. So, um, yeah, so they're moving these nukes there. And, uh, you know, does it mean anything? Uh, uh, not, re- not really. I mean, like I said, yeah, Ukraine's are, you know, or, or Poland was already facing nukes over from Kalingrad. It just, just, this just adds to it. You know, this is Putin trying to make a statement that he's a nuclear power and he'll move his nukes wherever he wants. Oh, but, uh, Dave Somer says you're a smart dude in game. Um, yeah, man, I think he knows his stuff when it comes to all this. That's why I wanted to get him on the show. 
Um, man, Putin's a trip because, like, in some ways, I want to like him because he's kind of like ballsy and stuff. And then, in some ways, you don't know, like, you know, if he's all shady. But what do you have in all of your, um, you know, research and everything? Did like Hunter Biden's laptop come in up in any of this? And um, you know, do you know, think like. Your audio, you said some key words, they started going staticky all of a sudden. Yeah, I bet. So, like, uh, uh, in game, have you heard uh, anything on, uh, like, you know, the Bidens tying into the Russians other than what we've been hearing in the U.S.? Like, have you pulled news out of any other region on anything like that? You know, I, I I really haven't, Shep. Uh, I mean, it's, I've heard the story of, of, of the Biden's connections to Ukraine and his son and stuff, but I, I don't know. I leave that for somebody else. I kind of look at the yeah. aspect of things. Yeah, that's a trip, too. Uh, also, we've been given an awful lot of money over there, and then all of a sudden they're saying, oh, you know, we can't raise our debt ceiling. Um, what do you think about the type of funding that we're giving to the Ukraine compared to, you know, some of these other wars and situations, because it seems like a lot of money. I mean, it does. It seems, I mean, I get, I hear people, you know, you know, talking about the money we're giving Ukraine a, a lot. And, you know, my answer to that's always the same. This money that's going to Ukraine was allocated through the NDAA last year. It's mm -hmm. separate. It's separate from 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 what's going on with the, with the debt ceiling and all that. And you know, do I believe we should be giving Ukraine all this money? Well, it depends on what side of the fence you stand on. I mean, mm -hmm. you, know, you could look at it that Ukraine's fighting off Russia to keep them from moving in toward Europe even more, or you could look at it as a big waste of money and, and just a money scheme for the military industrial complex. I mean, I, I've talked to all kinds of people about this war, and everybody looks at it differently, man. And, and you know, I look at it where it's gonna you know, wars are wars are, are are part of life, man. There's always gonna be a war somewhere. There's always been the story that America needs at least two two medium sized wars or one big war to keep going. That we're you know we're so funded off uh, off off of wars that we that that's our main thing. That's what we export now is war. I mean, we don't export anything else. We gave that all to China. So I mean, mm -hmm. the only thing we got to export is war, and and, and we do it well, you know. <laughs> that's one thing we do. Yeah. Well, you know, except right. for the, except for the pull out of Afghanistan, that was kind of a big flub. But you know, you know, uh, other than that, you know, uh, uh, we're also if people look, we're giving money to Taiwan. I think in the NDAA that we just signed uh, toward the end of last year for this year, we allocated, I think. Fifty billion dollars to Taiwan for weapons, and and now we got senators coming out and, and congressmen saying that we need to start a, a weapon stockpile for Taiwan, just like we got in Israel. Because in Israel we've got a huge weapon stockpile too for the Israelis in case of an emergency. It's got artillery in it, tanks in it, missiles in it, maybe some F-16s. Who knows? It, it's a massive locker over in Israel that that we store weapons. And so we, our congressmen and senators want to do the same thing for Taiwan. They want mm -hmm. to start a 
weapons cache for Taiwan. So if China does ever invade, that they've already got plenty of weapons on hand. That way they don't have to wait for a resupply. The resupply will already be there. I think the Russian uh, and Ukraine war is going to come to an end pretty soon because we're coming into the election. And if Donald Trump gets in, it ain't going to be that. It ain't going to be any money over there. Everybody keeps it's talking about Trump. Everybody keeps talking about Trump. And, and again, I don't support any politician. I'm apolitical. I don't support Biden. I don't support That's Trump. I, I don't support the left or the right. So I speak freely about both sides. Mm-hmm. And what I'll say about Donald Trump is he's already going to court here coming up next March. That's one indictment. He's facing like three more indictments. This dude's not going to be president by the time comes. Yeah. You know, I don't care what all these Trumpers say. The dude's not going to make it. You know, whether these are witch hunts or not, who knows? But either way, but they're hammering them. major charges and, right. and he's not going to be president. And I tell you what's going to happen is you're going to have him and DeSantis just rip each other apart. This whole election cycle ruin the Republican Party at the same time, at the same damn time. And then you're going to allow a Democrat to come right back in again because the Republican Party is going to be too busy in fighting with themselves. The best face-off that they could do that would be the craziest thing that would be out of control that they could do is they could face Kanye West off with uh, Michelle Obama. (laughs) (laughs) Again, our our elections are a joke no matter who's running for president, in my opinion. You know, I don't play the game myself. I stopped playing the political game ages ago. Yeah. I speak freely about both sides, and I don't like either side, you know, but uh, yep. the Republicans are in some serious shit here because Donald Trump and and, and, and Ron DeSantis are fixing to go at it head to head, and all they're going to do is just rip themselves apart, rip each other apart, and rip the Republican Party apart at the same time. I think Trump knows that. I think this is Trump's revenge on the Republican Party is him going in and destroying it. Mm-hmm. Well, remember too, Trump was basically a Democrat, uh, and then you know that they wear him as a Republican. So that is correct. That's where maybe he was like an infiltrator. Well, you know, whatever he's, I think he's, he, I think he's butt hurt. He didn't get elected four more years, and, and so yeah. he's revenge now. Said he knows that he's not going to be president, and he can keep acting like he is, and his followers can keep acting like he is. The guy's in some serious shit. And uh, I tell you what, all he's doing is he's going there purposely to rip apart the Republican Party and try to rip apart the sanctimonious at the same time. And all they're going to do is make a clown show out of it all. Mm-hmm. They're going to make America look worse than what we already do. Hey, what do you think about uh, the chance of any natural disasters happening or uh, weather ramping up just anything on like a crazy front? Like that, we were talking about Planet X lately. Um, you know, the possibility there's uh, scientists were saying Yellowstone. Like, this is crazy. Like, Michio Kaku, which I kind of think is like a shill in a weird way, but Michio Kaku and, and a group of uh, scientists are saying Yellowstone super volcanoes likely going to erupt by the end of 2023. And I thought that was like weird news or like it could be a distraction or something. Have you heard anything on any uh, fronts like that, you know, out of your neck of the woods or anything? 
No, I haven't. I haven't heard anything. You know, I've been seeing where that Mexican volcano is getting ready to explode. Yeah, over there, and, and, and you know, yeah, where the weather service just put out that there's going to be a very unpredictable hurricane season this year in the Atlantic. That there's several factors that may make things either worse or better than uh-huh. you. So, yeah, I think it's going to get wild with weather this uh, season and whatnot. And yeah, these uh, there's a volcano in Italy is going off. There's all these different Indonesia, uh, the Mexico, like you mentioned. They're saying Yellowstone splitting like a hundred foot crack. Did you see that Africa's splitting in half? The continent of Africa. This is no shit. They're saying uh, Africa's splitting in half, and there's this. Um, you know, long miles long, like uh, I can't remember how many miles long, like 30 mile long uh, crack, and it's forming a new ocean that's going to branch into two pieces. They said it started happening in 2015. Yeah, I briefly saw a story on that where it said that there's, you know, a, a lake forming and where, the, where it's starting to split and everything. Yeah, dude, that is like, that to me that's like wow you know raven tw says politics is as real as the wwf <laughs> yeah the, the worldwide wrestling federation they have to change that to the wwe yeah clown show you know clown. what gets me uh you know talking about you know africa splitting and stuff you know i mean you know, I mean, people really don't pay attention. You know, some people don't pay attention to earth changes. That's always fascinated me, too. I've never really reported on it, but I follow it. And, you know, it's amazing how many different islands appear and disappear every day on this planet. And, mm-hmm. you know, from, from sea level rise and everything else. And, you know, what's funny is there, you know, we were talking about uh, before the show about the Florida Keys, how they just found an under, underwater cemetery that were, there were some soldiers buried at. Uh, back in the day, man, that was above water, and now it's down on the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, you know, there's some interesting stuff. Have you heard about the? Uh, have you heard about the mud flood theories in the Tartaria? I've heard a little bit about. It. I don't know too much about it. Well, since you're uh, talking about Florida, um, there's these things called star forts. And they had them like our army had them and everything back in the Civil War times. But like a lot of people think they were pre-built. Like a lot of people think like uh, when we came over here, like during the and during the Civil War days, that they they had photos during the Civil War days, but they only painted in the middle of battle. So like an artist would just be like painting in the middle. Of the battle. So like there's people that think that. They basically were destroying cities in Tartarian architecture from the mud flood in a previous um, civilization, like maybe like Planet X passed or like something happened and shifted uh, shit. And they've proven this because there's um, like even at our White House, they act like they built it and they took pictures of it and stuff and it looks like they built it. But if, if you dig down, there's a whole facade, like the front, it goes down like three or four stories and it's like a finished front it's not like a foundation would be built it's like a totally finished building and this is happening all over the world where all these tartarian structures are so they they know that things got flooded with mud in all these major cities and stuff and it's weird and uh something about the world fairs 
you know, play into it because that technology they had in the World's Fairs was like from previous times and stuff, you know, and then they said like, oh, Westinghouse and they invented this shit, but really they were kind of like reverse engineering it. That's what the theories are. Um, so it's kind of fascinating, man. But those star forts are down in Florida, and that's worth going to check out. There's one called the Grand Tortugas or something like that out by Key West. You got to go by boat, and they're partly submerged in water. So um, they're saying the stories are they built them with the water there and everything, but a lot of people have taking a look at it historians and uh people like that and they say like you know this wouldn't have been built underwater like that so it was built long before and we somehow took possession of it uh so you know there's that kind of stuff going on in these uh theories it's pretty fascinating yeah, I didn't know about any of that. I know what you're talking about, the dry tortugas over there. Yeah, I know what you're talking about over there. Yeah, that's a pretty cool area, too. Um, you know, um, and I guess there's a couple of these forts in Florida and other, I think maybe in Texas has some st star forts. Um, I'm trying to think of where else, but uh, supposedly there was these canal systems that already existed. They said that like street people built our canal systems like really quick by hand, basically. And you go and you look at these things, and none of these stories are matching up. So it's, it's hey, we got we got Memorial Day weekend coming up. Mm -hmm. Could we see a false flag this weekend sometime throughout the holidays? It feels like something like it's the calm before the storm in a weird way, you know. Uh, in game, do you think they would try to pull like here in America, like a a, a new nine eleven, like they need a new Pearl Harbor type thing, like you heard in those documents? Do you think they're ready for that, or uh, you know, do you think something like that's down the road, or they're going to focus on Ukraine? Well, have you been following a report that came out a couple of weeks ago, I believe, that 30, 30 tons of ammonium nitrate went missing off a train in California. It just disappeared. Yeah. And yeah. 30 tons of it, that's 60,000 pounds of ammonium nitrate fertilizer that, you know, kind of like Timothy McVeigh used to blow up the Oklahoma City building. Right, and it just went missing. Now, that seems like either a planet story no. for a false flag to happen okay. or it really went missing, you know? Since you brought up Timothy McVeigh, then we got a rider truck crashing into the uh, White House, and that that guy's charges have been dropped down. He was there supposedly to kidnap and kill the president, but now his charges are uh, destruction of property. He's not even going to go to jail. But didn't they say he was a Nazi, but he was black or something like that? Oh, yeah. The guy rented a U-Haul, and he was going to, with this master plan, the only thing he had with him was a Nazi flag and a, probably a couple cans of pork and beans. But he's That's black, all he had with him. <laughs> no, he's 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 like uh, eight, that sounds Asian like the F setup, man. It almost sounds like there's. 
I don't know. In game, you know, to me that all sounds like a setup. But I, I mean, I guess that they really someone could have stole those explosives. But it sounds like they're leading us down some road. You know. Well, I just—they're not coming up. You know, they—they they put the story that was all over mainstream media about this these this thirty tons of ammonium nitrate falling off this train somewhere. It got. Yep. To, it got to its next destination, and the cars, box cars, were empty that were carrying it. Now they're saying, "Oh, there's a chance it could have maybe leaked out, and if that's the case, it doesn't pose any danger to anything." You know, but I don't buy it. Buy it leaked out, and what's funny is after they put the story out, it, it died. No, they haven't. No mainstream media side, no news side has come back and said that they found this stuff. Yet. It kind of like the- yeah, there's not a trail. Like if it was like. Like it leaked out, there would be like, you know, at least a half mile trail of this shit pouring out the bottom of the train and they haven't found it. Yeah, exactly. So it makes you wonder, this had to be an inside job from someone in the railroad that was in on this too, that, that, you know, and whoever they get, some people want to say, well, maybe Mexican cartels got it. I don't buy that. Why, you know, how are they going to smuggle 60? I was thinking that too, but I don't buy that either. Yeah. Smuggle 30 tons of ammonia nitrate across. That's the bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that would be how you know, it would want to say, oh, well, maybe we, we took it and we're going to send it to Zelensky in Ukraine. But that doesn't mm-hmm. make sense either because they've got enough farmland up there and enough ammonium nitrate themselves. Well, they don't need for us to sneak 30 tons of ammonia nitrate up to them when they've got it there already. Exactly, and with the recent reference of that rider truck at the White House, it's almost like some kind of weird foreshadowing or something. Like it's strange. Yeah, huh? the U-Haul. He's in a U-Haul, just like mm-hmm. Timothy McVeigh, and then you got these explosives missing. Uh, your fertilizer, which that's the first thing everybody says is, "Oh man, they, somebody could use that to make a bomb." Like it's all being played out, and. Uh, I just don't see that much ammonium nitrate disappearing and nobody knows where it's at. Well, exactly, you know, and, and, and so, you know, it makes you wonder where the hell did it go? How, how were, you know, someone met met up with this train somewhere and they unloaded this stuff and took it. Now, like I said on my, on my Spaces shows on Twitter, I, I don't see a bunch of farmers getting together and hijacking that train for their farmland. So right, we're going to rob this train so we right. can ammonium nitrate for our field mm-hmm. this was this they was, won't do that this was taken for nefarious purposes now here's another thing a lot of these trains have been derailing and um one of our listeners melody says inside job for sure just like all of our food plants spontaneously catching fire 112 in total there's all these food plants that caught fire in game and i find that a little bit weird too um they're also saying like um a water treatment plant in florida got cyber attacked they were saying that uh some you know our electrical plants can be shut down by cyber attacker attackers biden was talking about a dark winter and then um in the past they were saying terrorists attacked transformers in the u.s and they have this new thing called Operation Starfall where they're like getting ready to send up satellites on helium balloons at the drop of a hat. And they just passed out satellite phones to all the senators, a hundred in total. Um, and satellite, think- the sat phones, S-A-T, could be code for a Saturday phone. 
Keep your eyes uh, out Saturday. Well, they said, look, senators, you got to have these things in case an emergency pops up. A lot of people are thinking war. I'm thinking like maybe natural disaster, but it could be war. Do you have any thoughts on that in game? Well, you know, I, yeah, I, you know, I've been talking about these satellite phones. You know, they offered them to 100 senators. So far, a little over 50 only has, has taken them. Why the other ones haven't, I don't know. Uh, but, you know, what's, you know, the, the stories are coming out now. The, the, you know, they started coming out yesterday that China has the ability now that we know for sure that they can hack our critical infrastructure. Mm-hmm. If you read, you know, CBS put out a big story on those satellite phones. And, uh, you know, according to their sources and stuff that they said, they said that these were issued uh, in case of an emergency in America where part of the power grid or part of the communication grid goes down, whether it's man-made or natural. They also told these senators that when they go on vacations to stay close to D.C. They didn't say why. And this was CBS, mainstream media. And, and so something's up where they're telling these senators to stay close to D.C. if they go on vacations. And, uh, you know, some people say, well, you know, China has the capability and Russia and them to knock our satellites down. And, I mean, we have a capability to knock theirs down, too. Well, my question is this. Then. If the government expected our satellites to go down, why would they give out sat phones? You know, obviously. Yeah. Obviously, that leads me to believe that these satellite phones are like maybe a passport to get onto an ark when something well, bad happens. I'm thinking maybe, you know, maybe uh, a cyber attack happens and it doesn't knock our satellites out, but yet it still affects our communications, you know. Mm-hmm. So that, that Guys, is, here's the cash that, app code. There's a link in the description. Make a pledge if you can. Support real journalism. Also, follow in-game ww3 on twitter support him on ko-fi and uh i mean there's so much to talk about we are running out of time here in-game ww3 was the show that we uh did today and that's based on your twitter i think uh, everyone likes to hear this information uh in-game any you've got about four minutes left is there anything you want to get into in specific Oh, well, you know, we kind of discussed everything I want to talk. You know, keep your eyes on Israel and Iran as always because, you know, um, I think that something's coming close, whether it's Israel and Hezbollah or Israel and Iran. I think that's coming close. But, you know, definitely, you know, what's going on with Ukraine and Russia and, and, and nuclear weapons being moved around now. And, you know, even though, you know, people, some people want to say, oh, that's a nothing burger. They're just giving them to the Belarus to show power, which I agree with that. But at the same time, when you have nuclear weapons moving around like this in an active war zone, uh, it's something to keep an eye on. Yeah, it is. Uh, guys, check out our sponsor of the show, Pure Body Extra. Get their zeolite spray. The link's in the description. Uh, thanks again, Endgame. It was great having you on. Thanks, Kevin. Hey, thank you, Chef. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, man. Talk to you soon. Take care.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.